Welcome back to your next stop. This is your host, Juliette Hahn. My guest is Antonia Pasek. Now, when I say the lows of the lows to the highs of the highs, Antonia was in a life-threatening car accident where she had to teach herself to walk. She also had a number of miscarriages when she was cre- uh, starting her family. She is a composing pianist. So she has five non-classical piano albums. You can find them at all Spotify, Deezer, Apple, Apple Music, um, Amazon. And she also is a professor of psychology and got her undergrad in, I mean, I'm not going to even tell you because you guys have to listen, the amount of education this woman has. But again, as I said, the highs of the highs to the lows of the lows. You can find Antonia on all of the social media with her name. And I'm going to spell that for you guys here. A-N-T-O-N-I-J-A-P-A-C-E-K. And again, this is a really special episode because of the ups and downs and the rights and the lefts and the churns that are just incredible. So this is another episode you do not want to miss. This episode is brought to you by Together Women Rise. Together Women Rise is dedicated to ensuring that every woman and girl has the opportunity to live freely, pursue her dreams, and reach her full potential. They are a powerful community of women and allies engaged in learning, giving, and community building. Please visit Together Women Rise at togetherwomenrise.org to learn more and to join them. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with Picked Cherries. What I love about Picked Cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a Picked Cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok. Available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Hello, everyone. Welcome to your next stop. I'm Juliette Hahn. I say it every week and I am going to say it again. I am so excited for you guys to hear my next guest, Antonia Pasek. Wait until you guys hear her story and her journey. It's going to be another inspiring one. Welcome, Antonia. How are you? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your invitation. Doing well. Uh, The weather is very sunny and beautiful. (laughs) Oh, good, good, good. Okay. So what I do with my podcast and my listeners know, we want to know a little bit about you. And I mean, you do so many things. You have so many passions. And what I love about your story, and you know, my listeners know also that I don't know too much, but what I've learned about you is the multifaceted passions that you have. And, you know, a lot of my listeners will say, I have so many passions. How do I kind of, you know, hone in on the one that I'm meant to do? And so this is going to be an exciting story for them to hear yours, how you kind of figured out in your journey where you, you know, where your strengths are and then where your passions kind of also are. So please, if you can give us a little background on who you are and, um, you know, if you went to university and all of that, you know, all that jazz. Sure. Thank you so much for good questions. Well, my background is that I was born in Osijek. Uh, that is one little town in Croatia now. It used to be ex-Yugoslavia. Uh, there, there I went to kindergarten and I mentioned kindergarten because there, there actually happened to be a, a concert piano and we were not supposed 
supposed to touch it as kids, but I fell in love in it. And I thought always, how can I learn to play it? I would love to play that. It was an interesting instinct as a kid. So at the age of six, I parallelly enrolled myself to the regular school, but actually I went and enrolled myself alone without parents to the music school, which was just around the corner. My mother was working in the afternoon in the bank and my father was lazy to come with me. He was too tired after work. And I said, well, that's okay. That's fine. I'm going to go alone. He thought I'm just silly. You know, I'm just, you know, imagining things. But no, no, I really went and, and I enrolled myself. And I said to my mom, I, I need a piano now. And she really sacrificed a lot to actually get one. So then uh, came uh, uh, the situation where I came to the music school with courage. Um, I really wanted to learn how to play, but I got alcoholic uh, professor. So he was hitting my fingers. He was spitting on my face when he was yelling, you know, very closely to my face. Oh. It was really horrible, horrible experience. But uh, I survived for seven years. And imagine with 11 years, I wrote my very first piece. Maybe he was also inspiring. And maybe it's good that he was so crazy <laughs> because I came with the courage to learn, you know, how to play. And then I got tamed and, and I wrote my first piece and I called it with 11 years, Tamed Courage. And actually it came out on my single, on my, on my first debut album uh, that was also signed by Warner Chapel. So, I mean, it seems to be a good song, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to pause you for a second. So, I mean, I think that a lot of us have, you know, whether we did sports or music or, you know, we've had teachers in our past that were really hard on us in a certain way. I mean, in your background, your country, that probably is he saw something in you and was like, I need to make her the best that she can be, even though, you know, it wasn't a good experience, um, you know, with so you were with him for seven years, is that what you said, or 11? Seven years. But good point. Maybe he wanted to actually bring more and better out of me, but I was so frightened and my fingers would be very wet and they would be slipping on the piano keys. So it actually was not good, you know, and then I survived it seven years and then I thought I'm going to then stop. I was with tears actually enrolling myself out of the school. Um, but uh, I actually then afterwards also played in one band with 15 years. I was one and a half years there. I played keyboard. It was a local band playing pop rock music, something like that. And it was fun, you know, it was fun. I, I was, you know, very practiced. They always thought, oh, well, how you can play piano, you know. But I mean, for me, it was easy. Many of them were not, you know, musically educated, but were really good singers and good also instrumentalists taught on them, their own, you know. I love that, yeah. On their own. So, and it's, when did you compose your first piece? How old were you? I was 11 with this tame courage. It was 11 years only. Yeah. You were 11. That is amazing. <sighs> Isn't that amazing? I also, th I thought uh, of myself, you know, and then to have such serious title, you know, tame courage for this, for this piece. So right. that, that was Beautiful. briefly about, you know, my teenage years, I was just normally attending all that, you know, in Croatia, uh, back then the ex-Yugoslavia in Osijek, my primary school, my high school, my music school, and then came war. So the war kind of, a uh, little bit made me flee away from the country. Um, and so I ended up in Vienna because I, I just uh, started working here and I got a scholarship uh, for my university. It was work study scholarship. So I did BA uh, in psychology because I didn't have uh, here piano for a long time because of the war and it was very expensive. And all of the money that I earned, I actually put into education and I had to feed myself as well. Right, so right. basically I 
I managed to finish BA in Vienna uh, from uh, Vienna University. And then I went actually to Cambridge, uh, to the University of Cambridge to study uh, psychology further. And I did my master. I earned my master degree. So after I finished all that, um, I started working um, as a teacher at universities, as a professor. Um, that was uh, actually in 1997. For a very long time, I've been teaching already um, at various international universities. I also was uh, an HR consultant um, and also um, a program designer for leadership programs, leadership development. So I was with Hewitt Associates and I was with Center for Creative Leadership, both American organizations here in Vienna, uh, uh, working actually from Vienna offices. Um, and then I actually also um, um, at the moment, what was also a good, good thing actually, when you talked about also, you know, some of the successes, what, what, I, what came out as an interesting thing, as I taught at Webster University also here in Vienna, it's a St. Louis, Missouri major campus, but we have also campus in Vienna and I teach psychology. And one year, it was in 2007 when Professor Phil Zimbardo came. He's really emeritus from Stanford University. Everybody in psychology world knows him. He's a legendary professor. I co-taught with him, you know, that was really huge honor. Wow. So it was really, for me, huge acknowledgement, you know, that, that I was chosen because I was teaching a lot of social psychology and that was really working well. Well, and, and basically he chose me to, to co-teach with him. But yeah, that's, uh, this, so that's amazing. So, so now what were, were, were you still composing your music? Actually, I, I stopped uh, with music and with piano for some six, seven years because I didn't have any piano whatsoever. I, I really barely could survive. You know, I was on my own with my back then uh, boyfriend, now husband, and anything that we would earn, we would actually put into uh, our education. So we didn't have money, you know, for the piano. So piano was really a little bit uh, then sideways for some time. Uh, and then after I finished, all these universities started working, then I could buy a piano then I started playing more and more and actually then more music came uh, uh, through me somehow and I have now more than 130 compositions I have published already five albums that are out there one is also with Warner Chapel signed um, also uh, what is interesting, maybe on Spotify, I have already for all of my published music, 350,000 streams, you know, only on Spotify. And um, yeah, I have current label, which is Yellow Rose Records from Australia. Very exotic, you know, I've been always from Vienna here, you know, working for American companies or my label is now Australian. So very right. exotic, I guess. That's Yeah. So I mean, so tell them what where they can find that. So where on, you know, what is it called? And uh, uh, there are five albums. Uh, uh, the last one was uh, maybe it's the best to start with the last last uh, album uh, is called um, um, Seasons of Life and uh, it's uh, uh, it was published in March 2022 and you can find it everywhere on any streaming platform I think it's 54 streaming platforms that is Spotify Apple Music Deezer Tidal you know I just don't know, name it, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, Amazon Music. So I think it, sh it should be found everywhere. The, the, then the, the, the one before, I signed it with the American label, Parma Recordings, and this is also on many of the streaming platforms uh, for sure.
Stitcher, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, and so on. Those major ones for sure are covered. Also on Amazon, I think one can download it as well. Um, but uh, it's it's basically on all these streaming platforms mostly now. Today, it's more going digitally, you know, than, than that yeah. you print CDs. I mean, I do have CDs, but then I then, you know, give them away as presents to, to my dear ones, or I then sell them during the concert time. No, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so I, so I'm very curious though, when you had to pause for those years, you know, when you were making money, you weren't making enough money to get, did you miss desperately the piano or were you really just throwing yourself into the psychology? And so that was fulfilling, you know, something inside of you kind of as a placeholder until you were able to get back. Well, psychology was fulfilling. I really loved it. I had it also in my high school and I knew maybe that's also my second choice. So when I saw that I don't have piano and to practice on something, you know, to go further and educate myself, then, then I basically uh, threw myself uh, at uh, the psychology studies and I was really top student, really always. I was really very curious and very happy to, to know more and more. And uh, I just want to say that I miss badly piano. And one of my professors, she had a piano at home and she would call me occasionally and I would just play a little bit, you know, but that was so rare because I was working quite a lot to also right. pay. It was work study scholarship. So I had to work to get these courses, you know, to attend to. And uh, I also worked sideways to survive just, you know, here in Vienna. So I really worked quite a lot. And, and at these very rare times and moments, I did look to, to play somewhere a little bit piano. It, it was greatly missed for sure. But maybe that's why, you know, it's also maybe not bad to have this situation because when you are withheld of something that you really love and that you crave for, that you hope for, it accumulates some kind of craving and hopeful, uh, hopeful uh, you know, maybe uh, feeling inside that when I started playing again, the music just came out of me. It was, it was in a flow, you know, it just came more and more and more. Uh, and it was like, it was withheld, but then it, it finally right. found place, you know, to go out. <laughs> right. I mean, so that's the thing, like, you know, people, I want them to take from this is there's times where, as you know, Antonia said, she didn't have the funds to have a piano and she was also so busy with her studies that she really wasn't able to play. And that was something, you know, and we all, you know, that listen to my podcast know I really believe in God, but whether you believe in the God or the universe, that we all have a path and we just have to listen to what he's telling us, right? So it was okay, you're not gonna be able to do this now, but here's another thing that's gonna tap your curiosity. Here's another thing that I'm gonna fuel you with and you're gonna do so much with this part of your life. And then when it's time, you're gonna go back. And then as you said, it was almost like it just came flowing out of you, right? So there was no, you know, when people have writer's block, you know, if they've been doing it, you had no block and then you, you know, successfully put out. So you had your first album, when you were, you know, your first piece when you were 11. And then the first, first very uh, debut album came out uh, then in 2013. I recorded it in 2014. It came out uh, publicly. It was published by a, a German a small label. It was called Authentico Musik. And with, with this, uh, actually, debut album, I also got signed for Warner Chapel. It's, it's the uh, kind of publishing uh, arm from, from Warner uh, Brothers uh, Music Group. So actually... Uh, I was very honored, you know, that it was really yeah. taken well. And, uh, you know, the always, always critics and, and all of the reviews always for all of my albums are very, very 
praiseful, you know, it was very nice uh, recognition that I get, you know, through any of the reviews that I got uh, in between. Uh, I have some on my website, which is antoniapacek.com. So it's on the press uh, um, side. So all of the reviews are there. So I, I'm, I'm very blessed and very, very happy. But what, what I can say also is that, you know, the psychology also did not get wasted. You know, somehow I still teach very gladly at universities. I, I teach at two, three universities here in Vienna or around Vienna. And I also do a lot of teaching also for the organizations. And lately I started also doing uh, these corporate, um, for corporate events, motivational speeches, which is really some of my big, biggest specialties are um, really speech on creativity, you know, how to boost individual creativity for personal, but also for business success. And also uh, joys of stress, you know, that stress does not need to be a villain always. It, you can just shift your mind and actually take the best out of that and in a way channel, you know, these stressful feelings and emotions and even hormones to actually work for you. So that's, that's what I do. I try to help. I mean, I'm always there and in a way, some people say your music is so therapeutic and it's so beautiful and it's so relaxing. And so now I'm marrying uh, uh, lately also everything that I can do. And that's psychology and also my compositions, which I use during the exercises. I give them some self-reflective exercise or during the creativity course, I ask them to do some divergent thinking, some uh, idea generation exercises. And then it's proven by research that very positive motivational music helps us to actually have better flow of ideas to be more uh, generating uh, diversified ideas or so-called divergent thinking is enhanced. I love it's that. I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's why, you know, when we first connected and you started telling me, you know, obviously what you were doing before, I mean, because we connected a long time ago and I know that we, we kept, you know, trying to get each other on this, on the books, but then we both got busy and, it, you know, it was um, one of those things. And I think what's really cool is, you know, I am such a person that talks about finding that creativity. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're in a corporate job or you're, you know, you're a stay-at-home mom. It's really important to find that creative, and I call it a creative passion, because I truly believe when you find that creative passion, you're just living a more fulfilled life because you're excited about something. So I always say to people, like, if they're in a job that they really don't love, um, but they, you know, feel like they have to stay because it's, you know, whether it's the, it's their income to find that side thing that really lights them up, that they're excited to come home from work and do or wake up a little bit early in the morning to do to start your day that way. And um, we all have gone through periods in our lives, right, that, you know, the ups and downs. But when you have that creative passion, that creative outlet, it's just going to make you a better person altogether. Do you agree Absolutely. with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, um, majority of the research even says it actually creates resilience. You know, if you are under some stress, if you're under some trauma, it, I mean, we had all this pandemic to go through and now also this war, unfortunate one, you know, in Ukraine, yeah. um, between Russia and Ukraine, there are always crises. There are always difficult turbulences that we all feel then in end effect. And if you are, you know, with love, 
and doing something with love, then you can actually withhold all this and resist all this uh, stress and, and craziness around you. And uh, my motto is love what you do and do what you love. And that's, that's exactly what you said, this passion that works for you and you are fulfilled. And even if sometimes you have to do an extra mile, it doesn't feel so bad. It doesn't feel so wrong because you have always this goal in front of you. You have this vision in front of you and you are happy to do something. So it's, it's also about resilience, but also about endurance, you know, vitality. It gives you somehow wings. It gives you extra influx of energy. I really mean, I really believe in that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, me too. And, you know, and I think people can relate if you have been, you know, times in your life where you haven't had that creative passion, right? You know, it just, it just wasn't there or you were doing something else and you, you're just learning about, oh, I need to look into this. You can feel the difference in your life. You can feel a difference, uh, you know, when you're waking up in the morning, when you're, you know, going to sleep at night, when you are fulfilled, when you are living the life that you're meant to live, that God created for you, you're just going to be a happier person. And then that's going to translate to the people you meet, the people in your house. It's just going to make you, the encounters you have are going to be more intentional and more positive. And you're going to make someone else's life a little bit better because you're not, you know, grumpy and, and angry and, you know, hating life. You're just going to go out with that positive, you know, that positive thoughts process. So can you also share with us, Antonia, when did you start your family within, you know, in this, in this amazing career that you've had? Um, when did you stop and, and, and have, and have kids? Yeah, actually it was a, a year when I was teaching and also doing uh, this consultancy work at HR that I happened to be pregnant. I was around 27, uh, still not 27, 26. Uh, so I gave first birth to my girl at the age of 27. And then I had misfortune that I couldn't actually get another pregnancy. I had some miscarriages. And so, but uh, I can say that I, I did not um, lose my hope there. And, uh, investor medicine for some of my problems that I had uh, offered me some crazy stuff like to put myself in menopause when I was 30 oh. and that I then uh, you know have in vitro and all that and I said well I have one healthy child I don't want to make any kind of difficulties for my health long term I will just drop it and then my friend said go to TCM traditional Chinese medicine mm -hmm. and I managed with acupuncture and with these teas that are really made of uh, plants and, and they are very natural I managed to reduce endometriosis I had actually and so it was reduced and I got pregnant but with a lot of years of trying after nine years after the first child and we have now still two more girls that are healthy and, and uh, growing and happy um, so our big one is already 21 this year um, oh, wow. and the other ones are 10 and 12 so it's a little gap age you know but uh, in age but it doesn't matter we, we love them and we are very honored that we managed to, you know, to right. have three well, girls. And it's also, you know, it, again, like when we talk about our journeys and our path, you know, you were creating something at the same time as you were, you know, growing your family. And so, um, the timing is one of those things that sometimes is just meant to be. Um, and thank you for sharing about the Chinese medicine, because I know there's people out there listening that maybe are having a hard time, uh, conceiving and they are like you where they don't want to do 
you know, interventions with medicines. And so there's all our alternatives that it's really important for people to think about, whether it's, you know, traditional route or the homeopathy, you know, homeopathic route or, you know, the Chinese medicine. And so people really should do the research and all of that. And so that's wonderful that you were able to find something that was able to, you know, to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, I absolutely did not take any of the external hormones or any uh, crazy therapy. So it was absolutely everything, just needles, basically acupuncture and uh, homeopathy, basically. So that was a combination. And I really managed, uh, uh, although Western medicine prognosis were very, very bleak. They said, well, if you don't do what we say, I don't think you will be able to be pregnant again. So I actually proved them wrong without any medicine or any kind of chemistry, you know, inside of my body, so to say. No, and I love that. And I'm such a component to homeopathy. I mean, we use Chinese medicine in my house. I use that more than traditional medicine. Um, And I truly, truly believe in it. So I love that you were able to find that and it was successful and that you're able to share that part of the story because, you know, that's part of your story. And I say to so many people, you know, some pe- someone's going to be listening to this and they might be fascinated with your story, but then all of a sudden they connected to you on a deeper level because of, you know, of, of what you just talked about, the, the hardship that you had with the miscarriages and trying to get pregnant. Others are going to connect with you where, you know, you, you weren't able to play the piano for as many years because you were putting money into your education and you didn't have the time. So others are going to connect on a deeper level with that. Others are going to, you know, um, connect on a deeper level because you had to leave your country because of the war. So there's so many things about each of our own stories that others connect with and others learn from and others find that deeper connection. Others are going to, you know, connect with you because of your music and your, you know, leadership training that you're doing. So I thank you so much for joining your next stop and sharing your story. Because again, your story is going to change someone else's life because of what you've been through and what you've done. Well, thank you so much. It's really wonderful if, if I could do that. And I'm always also when I teach uh, my students, uh, if they say that they got some spark from it, that they got inspired, I'm always the happiest person because that's my quest. When I teach, I actually give them knowledge and make discussion always with them. So we learn from one another. So it should be also like that here. Actually, one of the biggest challenges also that I did not mention were that I almost got dead, you know, almost got killed. I had a car accident, very bad one when I was 23, just finished university, uh, Cambridge University. And uh, I, I somehow survived, you know, my kidneys would not work. And then they, they started working. Uh, nobody knew if I'm going to wake up from coma. Uh, but then it was like my second life, you know, uh, given, uh, and maybe that also changes some things. And, you know, when you say stress, you know, for me, stress is very relative because uh, if you pass through war and if you are in a situation where you are three months in the hospital and you start walking from scratch, I had both of my legs broken. So I had to really learn in physiotherapy for six, seven months to walk again, you know, with crutches. I was teaching my first lectures were with crutches and also when I went, you know, to, to my, uh, place where I was working, you know, this Hewitt Associates. So that was how I started. Um, and then you also don't take things for granted. You just say, well, you know, I could have been always also gone. So everything that I did so far, it's just like a bonus. It's like a present, you know? Right. Well, and that's, you know, you hear people say that, you know, that have had near death experiences that they, when they, when they come back, it's like, 
okay, I need to do something different or I need to appreciate the life that, you know, has been given to me. Um, and so that, I mean, that must've been, you know, having to learn to walk again. That's, uh, you know, all of those kind of humbling experiences that create, you know, who we are and the strength that we have, you know, that's one of the things that I think is amazing about your story is that you've had these, you know, really down times and then these really up times, you know, um, and not everyone in life experiences those super, super low lows to the super, super high highs. You know, I'll talk to people that are kind of, you know, they've had lows and they have had highs, but not to the extent of what you've experienced. I mean, you know, near death with a car accident, losing, you know, a lot of, uh, having miscarriages and then not being able to get pregnant. I mean, that's like for a long time, that's hard, you know, that's really hard. And then what you achieved with the piano, writing your first, you know, composing your, your first song at 11, right. Having the teacher that smacked your fingers and then, you know, getting into where now you're teaching and you're getting high recognitions in all of those avenues is, um, you know, those are high highs, <laughs> Thank you so much for your compassion. This is exactly a good, good point, a wonderful point that you raised. It is, you know, in my life, it seemed to be either, you know, really you, you go very low and, and it's really difficult time or then, you know, something really beautiful happens. And I mean, I'm also grateful that I'm with my love, you know, my husband, I, I met him when I was 16 and uh, he actually also inspired me throughout a lot and many compositions I dedicated to him as well and to also the children, my children, our children. Um, we actually met when I was 16. It was still in this OSIEC and then we actually went together. So I think it was also helpful and easier because we kind of relied on each other and we had a big compassion for one another, everything we did. And so I think we would have not been able to produce so many wonderful things, including, you know, our work, but also our children, if we didn't stick together. And we've been now for 32 years together, you know, so it's not a short time. Oh my God, so that's I'm amazing. I'm very grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. And this is the most important, actually, if I have this love base, I, I should not, not uh, withhold this, you know, from this interview when you say these highs of course without him it would be all different i might have not been so productive not so uh creative not so passionate about maybe some of the things and also some of the songs would never have happened without him also right I must say. which is so beautiful yeah. but yeah. again i mean that just shows your story again like that you know the deep love that you have not everyone also gets that you know not everyone that meets their soulmate um at 16 right um so it's it's really it's such a beautiful thing well you know, again, thank you so much for joining your next stop and sharing your story. And you guys, you know what to do. You like what you hear. Please share, rate, and review. But not only that, send this out to as many people as you know, because Antonio's story can help someone else. Someone else that's down is like, you know what? I need to look into this creative passion. And, you know, you guys, you can find her, uh, Antonia, on any of the social media stuff at her name. And I'm going to spell that for you. It's A-N-T-O-N-I-J-A. And that's P-A-C-E-K. And, um, Again, Antonia, thank you so much for, for joining your next stop. I'm so glad that we connected and we were able to do this. Thank you so much for your compassion here and for your beautiful questions. Oh, thanks. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 